I'm about to expose myself. See, this is why I was nervous for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> when Vivian gets mad, it almost feels like I pop off. I remember just like walking around the circular dining table and literally flipping every single chair on the floor to like make it known that I'm mad. Hello and welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. <laughs> Hello! Long time no potty. Just kidding, it's just been a week. Because Viv was in Taiwan! Yay! Here's some B-roll highlight reel for those watching Taiwan, the video. Taiwan, Taiwan. If you didn't know, we have video. <laughs> Yes, I went to Taiwan. It was my first international trip since 2020. And man, I needed a vacation. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really nice to be very far away from home. <laughs> Aww. And Taiwan's yeah. somewhere that you grew up visiting a good amount. Yes. So it's like familiar. Yes. Um, my stepdad is from Taiwan, and my mm -hmm. parents remarried when I was, I think, around 10. Mm -hmm. So Taiwan has been one of the few places other than maybe Las Vegas where I have gone to visit over, like, my life, like, the span mm. of my life. I think I went when I was 10. I stayed there for a summer when I was 13. Aww. Went there during college, after college. And I think what was really interesting about this last trip is I realized that like as I was there I was thinking about wow when I was here when I was 13 it was so different like I had just gone my period that summer wow <laughs> I had made no money now I'm there I have like a full income I can buy and spend and eat whatever I want and it was really cool to see like how much I've grown and changed over the years. Aww. And when you say buy and spend and eat whatever you want, you're also not an excessive spender. No. It's just like boba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like not having to think about <laughs> maybe saving here or there. Yeah, because even when you're young, you have to ask your parents for boba money, oh, right? Yeah, that's true. Please, please, please give me sugar and tapioca balls. <laughs> and they're like, no. Yeah, so it was really cool. And I think one thing that I did notice as I was walking around Taipei and like reflecting on all the different times that I've come here. I don't know if this happens with you. I don't think it does. But something that always happens when I travel with my parents wherever we go is there is always a moment on the trip where me and my mom kind of get into it. My mom mm. was on this trip with me. Mm -hmm. There was this moment on this trip where I was like getting angry with her. And what was really cool was this is the first time I went to Taiwan post like my little self-care era or like Aww. myself, you know. And so it was really nice to see how I was actually able to self-soothe or like calm down and manage those emotions or like navigate them. And the turnaround time was just a lot faster. I mean, girl, this happens with my mom. Like it for sure does. <laughs> In my life, I've told you this, I've said it on voice hugs. She and my first boyfriend were the only people 
both Aquariuses who are able to get me so riled up. No one else mm-hmm. in my life. So I can totally relate. And just kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about, I do also feel that like whenever I go back to Taiwan, because for me, it's also a place where I spent a bit of my childhood. It's somewhere that I would visit once every one or two years growing up. And every time going back, back in my journaling era, I remember always writing like, wow, like this is so interesting. And it's kind of strange coming back to somewhere where you're so familiar, but you feel so different. But at the same time, you feel like the same person. And it's just like all of these interesting feelings. I think that's just like, one thing and then as you touched on earlier i think the the lack of oh my god i just low-key snorted the the getting angry and the traveling with parents i would love to unpack anger in today's episode another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The interesting thing about anger is, you know, it's just a feeling. And we've talked about so many different types of feelings in the Mm -hmm. last year or year and a half. Anger is something that I personally have a really, really hard time with. I think like in my mind, anger equals bad feeling. And so even preparing for this episode, like right now even, my palms are a little bit sweaty. I get a little nervous with maybe my own anger, expressing anger in a healthy way gets a little bit confusing for me sometimes and so although like there's this logical side of me that knows that like all feelings are equal and anger is not a good or bad feeling I'm excited to talk about this with you too and you know kind of learn a little bit more about how you express anger side note there was one time I went on a trip with Rome this was earlier on in our relationship and part of the trip we met up with your mom Mm -hmm. and I just remember seeing you and your mom interact and I was like whoa this is a different side of bro (laughs) I don't know this bro this is like 2016 (laughs) yeah I was like I don't know this bro oh my god my mom the relationship with my mom has gotten so much better over the years especially now that we're in our 30s it's like the first thing that came to mind is that you know better which like on one side it's true but at the same time it's also I think we've just it's not that we know better we've just grown to accept more of who we are and accept more of who they are it's like seeing Mm -hmm. the humanity in them it helps you like feel for them more the more you understand that what they're doing for you they're nagging is because they're showing their love for you even though it may not be the way you want to receive it that is the way that they're showing it even till this day my mom will be like wear this jacket when you go out I'm like mom I'm fine like my belly button's covered my neck is covered I'm wearing a scarf like I'm fine she's like no wear a jacket you're gonna get cold but then it's funny because she says her grandma so like no her mom my grandma was also like telling her what to do even when my grandma was like 80 90 and my mom was like in her 60s so I don't think it'll ever end as you said growing up it's like we tend to categorize things as positive and negative and anger was for sure something that like you shouldn't have Mm -hmm. but I definitely had a lot of it growing up so growing up what did anger look like like how did you express it let's paint a picture of what angry Rowena 
look like when she was maybe younger than 15? I'm about to expose myself. See, this is why I was nervous for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad, but I was just one of those kids who would actually throw a tantrum and throw things around. I honestly don't remember why I got so mad at my mom one time. I think she wouldn't let me do something or wouldn't take me somewhere. Or maybe there's just some sort of disagreement. Back in Taiwan, when we're living there, it's very common to have like bamboo woven chairs so we had those as dining chairs thankfully it wasn't anything like like heavy and wooden or things more serious so it was a bit lighter i remember just like walking around the circular dining table and literally flipping every single chair on the floor to like <laughs> make it known that i'm mad and then my mom was like okay now just pick it back up and i'm like all right i'll pick it back up <laughs> okay there's this photo that you posted a long time ago and it's like a young row with like a bowl cut and you're like kind of like all cute and chonky on a couch (laughs) and I just imagine that row going (laughs) and your mom's just like okay are you done (laughs) and even earlier than that I would if I can't get what I want like candy in Chinese I'll be like like actually (laughs) and it's like I want it I want it I really really want it and then my mom, savage, she'll just be like, okay, please go stand outside and stay there until you're done. Oh my so God. I remember going outside just being like, this is awfully boring. I didn't get what I want. I got put in my place. All right, I'll just get over it. Aww. <laughs> you have an older brother. Do mm-hmm. you feel like, because when I'm listening to these stories, I did not get to act out at all. I was scared to yeah. act out. And I think like that's why I'm so scared of my anger now because it's probably much more repressed and like scary. I'm like, I'm scared of my own anger. Oh. So do you think that like when you were younger, maybe like you were the second child like you had an older brother like did that play into it or like I mean it sounds like your mom handled it very well like she allowed for you to yeah she allowed me but then also was like all right are you done can we move on (laughs) I would like to think that at least for this very specific thing it's more me because it's like I still remember how angry I was that day that I flipped over the chairs but I don't remember at all why I was that angry. I think middle school, we're still under 15, right? Like middle school, I remember getting so mad at my mom that I would like stomp into our bedroom that we shared. (laughs) Cause like I'm gonna end up going to sleep with her anyway. But I would just like have the craziest thoughts. Mm. Like I'm gonna word it better because this is not how I thought in my head but it was basically along the lines of I just want to hurt myself and I want to disappear so I can show her that like she'd be so sad if like blah 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 and like I'm so pissed at her it would be Mm -hmm. like those thoughts like it was dark I think it may have just been me and like my karma if that you know if we want to get a little bit more spiritual of maybe it was just things that I had to go through and things that I had to learn how to manage over time. Mm. I think in those moments, I was subconsciously indulging in this, in these thoughts, but at the same time aware and like starting to get a little worried of like, do you really believe this though? And I'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> 
Your mom's like, do it. Do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she would not. Oh, my God. Okay, I know this is an example from when you're much younger. And mm-hmm. we were talking about this, like, jokingly. I do think that those feelings are very common, though. Even, like, at this age now, we might not have the same thoughts where it's as extreme as hurtful to yourself. As I'm going to, like hurt myself and like almost kind of like revenge right like you hurt me well watch this I'm going to hurt you more in whatever way that is in in your head right I still feel that way when I feel angry I'm like (laughs) maybe not that exact example but I'm like oh you're gonna do this behind my back well watch what I'm gonna do behind (laughs) your back I can clap back 10 times louder harder (laughs) I'd love to hear what The same question back to you, like, how did anger manifest for you as a preteen? So when I was younger, kind of like what I shared earlier, I think that the adults in my household at the time, so I actually didn't live with just my parents. I lived with like grandma, aunts and uncles, and they were (laughs) very angry people. But I think as a child, I confused anger with aggression and violence and those are two completely separate things now that I know as an adult if I bring myself back to when I was younger I really don't think that I was able to act out as all kids should be able to act out and as your parents should be able to hold space or like ideally would hold space for you to process that anger right I do have one story though it's kind of a side story but I remember when I was in fourth grade so I was 10 years old I wanted to play with a group of peers at school so during recess (laughs) peers I can't call them friends because I'm not not done with the story but this was a group of peers and I went up to them and I said hey can I play with you and I remember they were like no can't play with us we already have enough people and I was so mad so like imagine like little Vivian 10 years old she's super mad at the time it was really cool to wear like big sneakers that were not tied super tight and so I started walking around the playground and you know how when you're really mad you want to like punch something or throw something or flip bamboo chairs on the ground (laughs) (laughs) what I did was I would kick my like leg really hard and the shoe would flick off my feet and then I would walk to the shoe put it back on and kick it again so I was like going around the playground (laughs) flicking my shoe off I'm right next to a building I kick really hard and my shoe gets stuck on top of the roof (laughs) of the building and I'm so mad I don't even care I'm like walking off one shoe off one two like let me just kick the other one on the roof too (laughs) i know i was just so mad i was like i don't even care that my shoe is on top of the roof eventually i had to talk to my teacher and get the maintenance person to grab my shoe but yeah i guess i processed my anger alone (laughs) Mm. i was mad too i like i you know it got physical in a sense the same way that yours did would you say that level of anger and sass and bizazz <laughs> is what manifests now when you feel like you're turning into a furry red monster. <laughs> oh, red, red panda. Panda. Just the panda. I was telling Ro like two days ago that when Vivian gets mad, it almost feels like I pop 
off. Like, I have no control over it. And my theory is because anger was not a feeling that I had a lot of practice navigating, I tend to hold it in. And when I do feel it, I'm very quick to tell myself, hey, no, 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 like, you don't need to be angry. The nicer, kinder thing to do is to like show compassion in this moment, to be kind, to like control yourself, be calm. But the reality is like that doesn't make the anger go away. Like all mm-hmm. you're doing is just like pushing it deeper. And then the same thing happens again and it like gets a little bit bigger. And you're like, no, 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 like pull back, pull back, right? It's like with those stories where you, you and your partner, something tiny, tiny happens and you just like blow up on them and they're like, whoa like where did this come from this is like an uncalled for and it's just like that it's like because i have all this bottled up anger my poor boyfriend (laughs) yesterday i was like guess what i'm recording tomorrow he was like what i was like anger he was like oh i should be invited to this episode (laughs) it's like i have felt vivian's wrath (laughs) wow and that's kind of where i am right now Oh my god, that's so bad. It's probably over like socks. Like, why are your socks always on the floor? And yeah. you're just like, whoa. Okay, okay, I'll put it back. Because guys are so yeah. simple. Yeah, no, that is exactly what happened last weekend. Oh. I was like, why are you using this blanket at the park? I have picnic blankets at the park. And then he says, he text back. He's like, I am not going to send you any more videos of Charlie at the park because that was the point of this video. And I was just like, Something just came up. Do you think control has something to play in this? With anger? Yeah, like needing to feel like you're in control. Because like the blanket thing, it's like you have things a certain way. And even Mm. though it's a very little thing, it's like we tend to hold on to these little things when we feel like other things are getting out of control. We tend to control these like micro things. I don't know if I would use the word control or expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think that some people have... they're very particular about certain things and they have a lot of they have certain expectations for how things should be organized or or, um, you know like how things are done or maybe you're like just easily offended and so you're you have thin skin or you're a little bit more sensitive and so when things happen it hurts or it you get easily angered I think it has more to do with that I am curious if when you feel anger does it typically stem from losing control in that moment for you i think as you're saying it's more like when you're in a more fragile state it's easier to be peeved or annoyed at these little things that in the grand scheme of things you also know doesn't really matter yeah Mm -hmm. so I, i tend to find that when i'm more stressed i'm for sure more irritable. James breathes. I'm like, why are you breathing? <laughs> yeah. Why are you breathing? Yeah. Like, why are you breathing so loudly? <laughs> I can hear it from across the room. I'm trying to record a podcast. That's fair. I mean, I didn't get mad at the blanket situation at the park out of nowhere. I was already in a foul yeah. mood that morning. Yeah. yeah. So I think these are just like, maybe it's not specifically because of control, but it's like when we're already in more of like unsteady floors and or waters is just like these little things trigger it a lot more because I think it's also easier to be like why aren't you doing this or why are you doing this than be like hey person that I love I am feeling feelings 
and it may be anger and like let's talk about like no you know like you're not you're not gonna be like that when you're seeing red so we've like painted a picture of where we were in our teens and a little bit of where we are now I guess over the years you already briefly mentioned that this is something that you're still working through like what were the ways that you're able to calm yourself down and soothe yourself this time around while you're in Taiwan or just any any time now as an adult I think the first step for me maybe in the last five years is to understand that I don't need to be afraid of my anger and that anger doesn't equal it doesn't equal losing someone or sour relationships or aggression or hurt because I think a lot of times when we think of anger at least for me I think of externalized anger and it's exactly what you said where like you throw things you kick your shoe or you say things in the moment that you don't mean but there are actually like thousands of ways for you to react after feeling angry and how you react versus that feeling is not the same thing like You can feel anger. It doesn't mean you're going to react in that way. Versus when I was younger, I just thought that like anger equals acting out. Anger equals yelling or, you know, just being this external way. (laughs) (laughs) I think now I've seen myself pop off and it's really scary. It's like in that moment I see red. Everything that comes out of my mouth is just mean and I don't even want to share examples (laughs) because you're probably like what can you possibly say Vivian but again my poor boyfriend has definitely seen all of that but I think that's also okay Mm -hmm. because that helped me learn that like wow I can kind of lose it and someone won't leave or someone won't meet me with their anger and those are kind of those situations over time where I've learned that oh actually when I feel anger I don't have to express it in this way maybe if I just like calm down or like took a step back (laughs) and then thought about my anger I can process it a little bit better Mm. I do want to add that I think your feelings, as we've always said, they are trying to communicate something to you. When I feel angry, it's usually because I feel like something's unfair or not right. I feel not heard or seen and I want to like prove a point almost. But I think what my anger is trying to communicate to me is like a boundary has been crossed. Something happened something was said, something was done that makes me feel not okay. Like I need to protect myself. And I think anger is trying to communicate that with you. But the difference is at this point, once your body is communicating that like, hey, you're angry, what are you going to do now? I think that's when you have to figure out like, how do I be assertive in this situation where I can communicate my feelings and what's going on? And what kind of change do I want to happen and make that happen? It's not like being aggressive or like being louder or like hurting someone even more because that probably will not make anything better for you or the other party because <laughs> anger may eventually turn into shame because i would like to believe that we all have a 
we're all pretty conscientious, mindful people if we're listening to this podcast and if we're here. So yeah, I think for the most part, at least for me, if I do catch myself lashing out now and the only person that I would lash out at is my mother, I would like immediately after, I'm just like, shame. Mm. How did she lose control? So you, you've you never lashed out at James? I don't think so. Mm. I think he's just such a sweet person. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, he's like a golden retriever puppy. I don't know. I think, like, because I know him so well and because i know that it would really hurt him if i were to say things angrily or if i were to speak without being mindful of the situation it really really hurt him and i think i've also grown to become the person as you briefly touched upon just now of no matter if it's anger no matter if it's just uncertainties or conflicts or just things that i'm thinking through because i'm historically and i can still now be a very very impulsive person if i think it i'll just say it and i'm i can be very direct but i think over the years i think i've learned to first as you said take a step back think through what it is that i'm feeling think through what it is that I'm going through, process it primarily at least, so that when I talk to whoever I'm talking to, instead of coming from a place of emotion or pure, I don't know, aggression, is just, hey, this is kind of what I'm going through. What do you think? And I think that has made all the difference. Just like the the one step back of like, okay, yes, you're feeling this. It's fine to feel this. Let's do something about it before you kind of externalize it. And I think at the end of the day, it really is just empathy. Always. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater that says empathy and there's always embroider on the sleeve. Aww. For yourself and also for other people and your external environment, including bamboo chairs. <laughs> yeah, holding space for feelings, for me at least, that's like the biggest struggle because I still catch myself categorizing good and bad feelings. And anger is just one that like I feel a lot of sh- shame around, just like you shared and I think like for me it comes out with my partner because maybe it wasn't allowed out with my parents when I met my parents with anger they met me back with more anger like bigger anger and so because of that I struggled the first two years with my relationship now because the anger would come out and I never knew how to really talk about it Like I would hold it in and then I'd blow up and he would be really confused. And I think back to like even the relationship I had before. In that relationship, I never showed my anger because I was so scared that if I did, they would leave. I need to be perfect. Yes, exactly. So this relationship was really learning like, okay, it's not good to just pop off one Two, how can you keep practicing? (laughs) So each time I would blow up, you know, it just got a little bit better and better each time. And one thing that stuck out to me was one time my boyfriend was really mad at me. And he said, like, I'm really mad at you right now. And I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to be in the same room as you. And in that moment, I realized there's nothing wrong with this. You could be mad at me. And you cannot want to talk to me. And we can talk tomorrow. Like, we can talk later. Mm -hmm. And that is very much, like, one way that you can allow yourself to feel those feelings right now and then come back 
later. But before, that example was not something that I've experienced, right? Especially when you think about friends. When are you actually angry with friends? I feel like a lot of times it's really hard because you don't want to offend your friends. You don't want the relationship to go sour. And so even if you're mad, you'll hold it in. Or sometimes it's easier to just eventually not be friends with them anymore. Like you just slowly wean yourself out of this friendship, right? And so I do see how like anger would more likely come up in a family situation or in a situation with your significant other because you're a lot closer and those are things that you have to sort through together absolutely and i think anger is also as with every emotion and as we talk about all the time on this podcast there are also great indicators of something that you care about deeply because mm-hmm. something must have happened or something must have not happened for us to feel the way we felt and those are also good directions for us to come back to or to reflect on after we've kind of cooled down to be like hey like what was this Let's try to make sense of it so that, as you said, over time, it just like becomes less and less because maybe one day you realize like, oh, it's actually rooted in this thing. And that's like not something that I want to prioritize or that's not a trait or whatever that I'd like to be a defining characteristic or that I'd like to have. Because I think like even though feelings are all neutral, I think from like a slightly more spiritual perspective it's like every emotion is showing you something the Mm -hmm. positive ones the calming ones the grounding one is showing you that you're in touch with like your true essential the word that i'm thinking of is like foshing like buddha-like side and then Mm -hmm. the more negative fury you know all of that it's like showing you i really don't like saying this word because it sounds really intense but like in chinese like moshing which is like demon nature it's kind of like i love this saying from it's like from the tumblr days so like a grandpa of a tribe was teaching the kids in his village you know there's two wolves and they're fighting against each other one of them is like loyalty trust honor positivity just made up the last one and the other one is like anger jealousy deceit and blah 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 and then he asked the kids like who wins and the kids are like i don't know grandpa who and he goes whichever one you feed And then these two wolves exist inside you. And when I read that, I was just like, wow, actually, I want to I want to see if I can pull it up because that did not do it justice. Uh, Two wolves inside you. Okay, the tale of two wolves. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, doubt, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity. Oh my god, I, I didn't remember it being this long. Guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, forgiveness, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, what wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So I think like maybe it's because of things like this where like I can see us reading this i mean i read this when i was younger too right to be like oh this is bad and this is good yeah i think from like one perspective one perspective that makes sense but then i think we also forget the part that it's like 
there's two wolves inside us. So we have all of this inside us. It's less about the good and the evil and more about kind of like the harmony of everything coexisting together and proactively choosing which side to feed more. Because when you feel anger, but when you feel resentment, when you feel jealousy, these are all valid feelings, but it's like, do we choose to feed into it or are we conscious about it and or trying to take a step back and like, okay, I feel this, what am I going to do with this information? No, yeah, I think that's like a perfect example and it's just as you said all of it is inside of us right and so it's like learning how to live with that and like tuning into maybe you feel angry all the time well then why you know Mm. like that's communicating something to you Mm -hmm. and it's it's just as you said like if something's making me feel really calm versus something's making me feel really angry both things are trying to communicate well what's happening here and what's happening here and how can i feed more into this side because i mean unless you want to feel angry all the time (laughs) which i don't to each his own right (laughs) but also like you're denying one side Mm -hmm. That side is gonna pop off. It's gonna, okay, it's kind of like when you put so much pressure, like if you imagine like a container, if you just keep pressing down and down, and there's like, I don't know, it's like air, water, whatever. If you keep pressuring it over time, a crack will form. Something is going to form. And when it does, first the crack is small and then it gets bigger and bigger and then it explodes open and then you explode. Mm -hmm. So rather than, you know, allowing that pressure to build up like a pressure cooker, because you know how like in a pressure cooker, like there's that little valve that you have to. So it's it can like and like slowly, (laughs) you know, dissipate if that valve is closed the pressure cooker will explode and you are the pressure cooker so mm. yeah just, just turning that little valve and letting the the air simmer out <sighs> i am the pressure cooker <laughs> did you see i just i just let some of that out <sighs> <sighs> maybe that's why we sigh <laughs> just, i know right it's like deep that's why you take deep breaths yeah <sighs> so remember to take deep breaths to let the pressure cooker simmer like it's okay that the pressure cooker is there just be mindful of what you're feeding it and also to have some sort of an outlet it could be talking it out with other parties that aren't involved it could be writing it out it could be going for a walk to clear your mind it could be taking a nap. You know, mm-hmm. taking a nap can do wonders <laughs> to really help you <laughs> regulate that <laughs> nervous system. Fuming Vivian cannot fall asleep. <laughs> what do you do when you're fuming? I think I just, I don't know. Like, I'm just fuming. But I think I need to, like, go take a walk. I think that would mm. help me and everyone around me. Yeah. yeah. I get really stuck in my head because, like, it's, it's just as you said, where, like, when you get really mad, you're just like, I'm so mad. I... Yeah, you, you see everything in black and white. You're like, everything's wrong. Like, they're so wrong, blah, blah, blah. And it's just creating that space in that moment. Is everything wrong? is this the end of the world i think that when it comes to feelings there are some feelings that are easier to feel than others right and this is speaking from my own experience a lot of times when i feel anger it's because i'm hurt and feeling angry is a lot easier than feeling sad 
for me because feeling sad you feel so defeated but like when you're angry you almost have this like it almost feels powerful you know like I can do something about it like I have control over this situation I'm gonna hurt this person I'm gonna yell back like I'm gonna be louder and bigger than whatever but I think like now too when I'm in a moment of anger I'm like asking myself who hurt you like why are you hurt you know like what's Mm -hmm. happening because are you actually upset that they brought a picnic like a blanket out to the park or is there something else that's happening that's like harder for you to deal with or like more hurtful than this moment of anger that your body is like reacting with I guess that's the final question for me. Mm-hmm. Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? What hurt you? What hurt you? Oh, Why are you hurting? Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. really good. And also, as you kind of work through that first layer of who hurt you why are you feeling this way i think the last layer at least for me is maybe not the last but the next layer would be is this something worth your time and or is this something worth fighting for and Mm. for the most part in these scenarios (laughs) when i do get angry no it's not something worth fighting for and if it's not something worth fighting for can i let it go and it's really hard especially when you get like a wall of text and they're like and you're like this and you're like this and you're like this could i i actually just got a wall of text from an editor that i was working with and i was like oh you're gonna lecture me on my business even though you're the one who didn't deliver a satisfactory (laughs) video that i had to literally re-edit from the scratch myself and i still paid you you're gonna lecture me i read this text as i I was getting up today before we're recording Mm. so i was like oh it's so timely and i was like literally like on the toilet like i could feel the anger bubbling but i was like is it worth it and then i thought back to what james told me he was like I would not spend an extra minute on this. Just pay him and like close that chapter. So like that voice, it's kind of, you know, like the voices in our heads, our care teams, right? Like internalizing these positive voices that just came rushing to the forefront of my mind of it's okay. Let it go. You don't need to have the last word. You don't need to be right. You don't need to always say what's on your mind. And Mm. that is uncharacteristic of me. Because I always need to be the one that has the last word. And I always need to be the one who's right. Maybe we should have an episode where James and your BF come on. And then it's like they can they can have a support group. They're like, what you hear on the podcast is not what we see 24-7. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. I surprisingly feel a lot more calm Aww, right now, and like, <laughs> we hope you do too. Yeah, Viv's <laughs> like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe I'm just exhausted. Anywho, yeah, I I love this episode. I feel like we should do more episodes on like different feelings because mm-hmm. we typically talk about like support and care and like patience and calmness. But it's really fun to go into these and see what stories come out too oh, yeah. and like experience the different sides of Ro and Viv that definitely exist. <laughs> yes, just feeling human feelings, embracing all seasons of life and all all aspects of us. Woohoo! Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another beautiful episode. If you guys enjoyed this potty, 
We would be eternally grateful if you left a little review, if you left some stars, and if you left, yeah, just, you know, literally anything you guys would message us privately or, you know, in our DMs or in our emails. If you feel open, if you want to sh- just share a snippet of that in the review, it will help us allow our podcast to reach a lot more people and to continue expanding this positive message i hope if you have any questions if you want to reach out to us you can always find us at hello at voicehugspodcast.com and on instagram at voicehugspodcast